Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Oh my gosh, it's episode 102 of Please Advise. Truly wild. Um, today's guest is Annabelle DeSisto. She's someone that I first heard of on, I guess, Stassi's podcast. Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules. I listen to her podcast every week. Um, and I think that you did a similar thing to I do, did, which was I stalked her down and made her hang out with me. Um, and But we only hung out once. I think you guys are actually genuinely friends. Is that correct? Like, Yes, but just because I stalked her and stalked her and stalked her and like would not take no for an answer. You were unrelenting. Yes, I had her. I This is so embarrassing. I cut a picture out of her of there was a Cosmo. She was like in a, a page of Cosmo for like Cosmo quiz of like what type of bitch are you? And there was a picture <laughs> of Stassi. And I, I cut it out, put it on my vision board. That is so – Like two years ago. Funny. Oh my God. And then when I – hilarious. When I realized one of my friends knew her, I was like, oh, Sheena Marie's tattoo, it's all happening. It's and I was all like, happening. Do you know how many statement necklaces I bought because of her? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was just like, this is my idol. I'm like, it's all happening. I will – I'm not taking no for an My, answer. like, nail in my tragic coffin was when I was like, I'm going to power move her and buy a necklace from her mom's website so she has to talk. I'm, like, insane. I'm insane. Oh, no. That's a that's a good move. But her my, Etsy shop? Yeah. And, like, and, and also my mom made jewelry, too. So, like, I get the game. But also I um, – I just am, I'm a brutal stalker. I had a conversation with a psychic yesterday who's like, you're a manifester, like, when you put your mind to it. And I was like, you're right. I told everyone in my life that I was going to be friends with Stassi. And two weeks later, she agreed to get a drink with me. Uh, so, yeah. You are my dream. I don't think I've ever been in another place that has as many crystals as I do. So I feel very much at home here. Oh, I'm so glad. And the fact that you were like, I just saw a psychic yesterday. I was like, psychics are – like my pizza or like fishing. You know, when people are like, there's no such thing as bad pizza. Yeah. To me, there's no such thing as a bad psychic. Oh, I like love anything they tell me because it's so like, I don't know. I just like, first of all, I want to believe it. So there's that. Secondly, yeah. like, I think we all need affirmation, but most of the time we look at our friends and they're like, no, you're great. You're like, um, what do you know? Uh, <laughs> so then when you actually like talk to a psychic, it's like, you know, a lot, this is my group crystal. This is the problem that with the crystals though, is that, I don't remember what their names are. So, like, I can't remember what they do necessarily. This right. one I do know is, like, the group crystal that brings, like, good energy to group work settings, which is important to me. I wish they could, like, engrave the crystals on the bottom with whatever the fuck they are so that I can remember what the hell they do. Exactly. Because I still save the little cards or whatever they give you to, like, tell you what the yeah. powers are. But I just don't know which one applies to what. So if they could just, like, carve, like, a little thing on the bottom. Yeah, like a be little helpful. beanie baby tag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, crystals are my new Beanie Babies. You know, when you're younger, like, you're like, this is my ticket to retirement. You guys, uh, you guys I think we have a new product idea. <laughs> like, we could revolutionize, revolutionize the crystal industry. Crystal the little, babies. like, tag protectors, those little boxes. Yeah, I – yeah, crystals are my new 
It's so crazy how everyone was just so obsessed with Beanie Babies and now they're worthless. They're completely worth. I think I I had to like give mine away at a yard sale. I was like, will you please take these? I won't even charge you. And they're like, oh, I don't really. I'm like, I'll put them in your car, please, please. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I literally had to almost pay someone to take them off my hands. I remember going on like a field trip. I'm from Massachusetts. You're from here, right? Uh, I'm from, ugh, I'm from Florida, unfortunately. Oh. Wait, don't Gross. your parents live here? Uh, no, they're, oh, they're here so much though. It's oh, like, okay. yeah, they pretty much live with me uh they uh they now live in South Carolina but I grew up in Florida okay where in Florida South Florida by uh like West Palm area oh okay my parents have a house in Boynton Beach is that like the same area no yeah I yeah I know where Boynton Beach okay yeah, yeah that's where I'm going for Thanksgiving so maybe I'll see you there um <laughs> but yeah no so I grew up in Massachusetts I remember we went on this like field trip once and like once in a while on field trips we'd get to have a dope lunch and we all went to McDonald's which was like really cool to me um in sixth grade and there was these old women there to buy out all the um beanie baby happy meals oh, the happy meal ones the mini ones yeah and it was like super aggressive they were like literally not letting middle schoolers eat lunch <laughs> because they were so aggressively trying to get these beanie babies like it was dirty like it was really really dirty stuff and now i think back on it i'm like those are worthless now. Like, are you happy? Are you happy that a bunch of sixth graders had to wait an extra hour to had eat? Had unhappy meals because I, of unhappy you? Unhappy meals. Like, literally saddest meals. Because you needed that, you know, platypus. Exactly right. And Tabasco did you, the bull. Did you? Tabasco <laughs> the bull. Oh, my God. You're so funny. I had the platypus. That was, like, my jam. I, I was, like, that was, I had an early edition of the platypus. Um, But, wait. So, did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice today? Um, Yes. Okay. I mean, I have way more than three, but I'll hit you with three. Um, <laughs> I am a single mom of three cats, which I feel shows how responsible I am. And everyone knows how hard it is to be a single mom. And so, you know, trying to trying to make it with three cats in the city is hard. Um, not to brag, but I will. I was Miss Teen Clearwater 2007. That's awesome. Ooh. Yes. I mean, I How came many in... Scientologists were in that competition? I think all of them. <laughs> really? Is that like a huge Clearwater, Florida is Clearwater, their Florida um, headquarters. Is where, yeah. Like that's where John Travolta has like a huge- uh, How did you not get sucked in? I mean, it's honestly shocking. I tell my parents now that I'm like, I'm shocked I haven't become a Scientologist yet yeah. just because it involves like, number one, the fact that I'm not in a cult is shocking. I know. I, I love to be involved. Me too. I love to be part of a group. Yes. I love anything where I can like pay to get, like to be better than someone that you can like ascend higher and higher. Yeah. I love celebrities. I love aliens. So literally Scientology, I love wigs. Yeah. Like it literally has everything <laughs> that I'm into. Yeah. And I'm just like, honestly, yeah, I don't see – I'm like, how is that any crazier than any other religion? Um, I mean, when I watched – did you watch the documentary? Of course. I, well, like, here's the thing, though. If you, are like, are a Scientology head, if you, like, love learning about Scientology, I didn't think there was that much interest. I was like, I know all of this. Yeah. During Going Clear. I'm like, duh. Like, this is Scientology 101. Like, this is, like, reading Cliff's Notes on the Bible. Like, I've just – I've always heads. Yeah, I'm a sci total Scientology head. Yeah, it's, like, people who love learning about it but would never join. No. But also, I have to say, I've always thought the same thing. I always thought, like, when I was a kid, I'm like, I could either be in a cult or I could be a cult leader. And then, like, for a really long time I thought being a cult leader is like such a chic job like it's so hard like that was something I aspired to I was like what if I could just have a cult um and now I just have a I mean podcast. I see nothing wrong with it <laughs> I mean the fact that I could tell everybody like I mean I wouldn't choose you know sneakers and Kool-Aid in a field just because I'm not outdoorsy enough but it's like the fact that like people want to follow you and listen to everything you say isn't that everyone's like dream absolutely like why be in a relationship with just one person who has to listen to what you say when you could have you know 
20 It sounds people. awful, but, like, I kind of understand the appeal of, like, being a Charles Manson type. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, having everyone go out and do your bidding for it for you and, like, just, like, never dying in jail. Just, like, full. I mean, he's having a great time. Like, I mean, he's, he's been engaged, like, what? He's been, like, engaged way more than I have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Which pro- is embarrassing. He's getting married to, like, a 29-year-old girl. Yeah. I think. And I'm like, yeah. I saw her picture. I was like, she was not bad looking. Cute. Yeah. She's kind of cute. Like, who didn't love you? Like, what happened? And I'm I just know. like, I kind of like her style because it's like, you know, the women who, you know, marry prisoners and crazy. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, that's so sad. Obviously, there's something wrong with them. I'm not saying there's not, but it's like, there is a plus side to dating somebody in jail because, like, where the fuck are they going to go? Yeah, exactly right. You know, you always know where they are. Right. There's no women You can get them on the phone at any time. Yeah. And if they're cheating on you, it's probably not a super threatening situation. Exactly. Like, you're like, I know you wouldn't have had sex with him if you didn't have to. Yeah, I know it's just sex to, like, get (laughs) toilet wine or to, you know, barter. (laughs) I knew someone who was in jail with Manson, in prison with Manson. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. I can just, it was someone that did construction on my house and he was like, oh, Manson's a pussy. Like we all hated Manson, like total pussy boy. And what? I was like, well, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Like that the fact is- that your construction worker is calling him a pussy. Yeah. And that you're like, here's my house plan and here are my keys and my, I know. I and like you know my schedule. Locks change. Um, okay. Reason number three. Um, reason number three. I was like, did I have three? Yes, I did. Um, I have really, really good hair. Um, I do. won best hair uh, as my senior superlative. So um, I feel like that makes me a really trustworthy person. You do. You have like a sheet of hair. Like Thank when you, you came up, I was like, oh my God, she has princess hair. I Thank you it. so much. I'm How- saying like it's all real. And like I have to say that because my hair is my strongest slash only talent. So I am <laughs> really, really proud of it. It's really good. Wait, have you always – I mean – LA has killed my hair. I've lived here for 10 years and I feel like I'm slowly going bald. Like my mom will come out here and she'd be like, you used to have so much hair. Like what happened? Um, and my hair takes forever to grow. Like how do you combat that living in LA? Because I, it's like a full blown struggle for me all the time. Um, I don't think, cause I've, I've had the same hair since, uh, like seventh grade. I've right. never, I've never changed up my style whatsoever. And also I'm Sicilian. So okay. I am, mm-hmm, there it is. I'm like teen wolf. Like it's great <laughs> on my head. Um, but everywhere else, it's You're waxing like, regularly. Yes, constant shaving. Like, I'll shave my legs in the morning, and by 5 o'clock, it'll be like George Clooney stubble. Damn, you know. girl. Yeah. Yes, so. Irish people have thick, coarse hair, too. I just want more of it in the right places, you know? Anyway. You can't pick and choose, though. You know, it's either you have the thinness or yeah. the abundance. Yeah. yeah. I just love, like, not <laughs> – not cutting it because it makes me feel like a mermaid and I don't have to wear a bra as much. So. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, so you, jealous. You know, when you have like shirts that you like your bra sort of sticks out and you're and I'm like, I'll just, yeah. I just have my hair. I'm like, okay, well, I have my hair to cover it. Not a big deal. No, mine always, it's always hair. my beige bra hanging out. I never have cute bras. It's always like my beige bra that I've worn for like. I just can't find any long. of my bras in my house right now. I spent like a half an hour looking for a black bra yesterday. and The I just, construction worker probably has. Honestly, yes. Like I literally started to get afraid toward the end. I'd be like, oh God, like I didn't want to do my laundry in front of them. Like I was like, what if they were like jerking off on my underwear? Like I went to like really dark places and then like I just kept throwing out my Sonicare brush heads because I was like, what if they're like rubbing their balls oh, on my God. toothbrush? Like I just went to like all these dark places because like they're also revenge based people. Like it's like very service industry, industry like like low key fuck you. Like I'm going to spit in your food. Someone was here yesterday saying like you have no idea how often people spit in your food. Like if you had to even begin to guess how often people spit in your food, you would die. And 
it may, I, I mean, I consider myself to be nice to waitresses. I, my mom was a waitress. I've been a waitress. Um, I worked on a show about waitresses where all of a sudden we all became really, really conscious of the fact that like you have to tip really well when you go to restaurants because no one wants to think of you as the person who works on a show about waitresses and doesn't tip well. And so um, I I guess I'm also like a person who blacks out negative information so I can power forward or I would just like be in my bed crying all the time. Like I completely forgot all of the traits of narcissists recently and then reread an article and like cried for an hour because I realized like everyone I've ever dated or interacted with is a full-blown narcissist and has had control over me. So I, uh, yeah, I basically, I don't know where, where that was going, but, um, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, for, I, yeah, I black out negative information. Do you do that or are you just like you seem very sharp and on top of shit all the time? Wow. Then I think that is the only time anybody's ever said that about me. So I'm going to replay that part of the podcast if I could just have that cut for me. Yeah. Slice it <laughs> so I can play that you, yeah. every day. Um, I'm, do I block out negativity? Well, if – I mean hopefully with all the crystals I have in my bra, uh, they're supposed to. But I think that I'm – that I just don't give a shit. Like, I'm concerned about it for, like, two seconds where I'm like, I should be worried about that. And then I just go on to me and like, ah, whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, totally. I completely block out. I'm, it's, like, so bad. Where it's, I'm- like, when you said that about the food, at first, you know, my reaction to sound, like, normal is to be like, oh, gross. But then I'm like, I – eat food off the floor like I eat food yeah, off yeah, my yeah. own floor and then it's like I do like I think it was an episode of Seinfeld you know when you like throw away like cookies or like a piece of cake or something you're like yeah. I can't eat this anymore yeah but it's like if it's at like the top of your own garbage and like nothing else like nothing gross is touching it you yeah. know it's like still on the paper plate uh, it's like Miranda yeah. yeah it's yes exactly I pull like and a Miranda the with the double fudge I've done that I've done that. But here's the thing that really darked me out about that and I still think about it a lot is I've heard a lot of people say Oh, yeah, like Miranda, when she puts the soap on the food, I do that. And I'm like, what happens that it has to get that serious? Like, just put it face down on top of like some tuna sandwich you threw out or something. And then you shouldn't want it anymore. Like your brain should say no. Like, why do you have to put dish soap on it? I mean, my brain will say no, but like my heart and my mouth have much more control over than like my brain. (laughs) If you look at any of my life choices, you're like the brain clearly did not pick that. Uh, it's so it's so interesting because we there's like I feel like everyone's like kind of a one or the other like you either love eating or you in times of stress or whatever you run away from it I will not eat sometimes for like three days if I'm really stressed out which is bad because it's not I'm like so jealous how do you oh my god but then I like can't fathom that but then like also then I'll wind up like going out to Joshua Tree with a cooler of food and binge eating for three days and then like to like, get back all of the calories I lost that month because I was stressed out like it's really bad and that's also not great for uh, like your body or weight or anything I get like either. a full-blown migraine if I go like eight hours without eating. I didn't realize that the things I had my whole life were migraines, so I probably do too, but I always thought like, oh, migraines, like that is like the worst thing that can happen to a person. And then I went into a doctor one day really sick and I just was like, oh God, there's something wrong with me. And he was like, well, but I can tell in your eyes you have a migraine. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just have like a faint headache. And he is like, No, he's like, you have a migraine. He's like, I can see it in your eyes. And sure enough, like he pressed my brain uh, and and I uh, and the migraine started to dissipate. And I realized, oh, shit, today was like a mild migraine day. And I didn't know that that's what I've had my entire life. So I'm probably a super hungry, have a migraine. I just don't I just don't I'm checked out of my body and don't recognize it. I'm just so I'm like, how can I secret not wanting to eat for three days because I'm so stressed? Yeah. So Ugh. stressed. Uh, I find if you eat raw food too early in the morning, if you just go into vegetables first thing, then your body's like, I have nutrients in me. I don't need to eat that much. 
like real vegetables or like carrot cake where it has like the little like carrot frosting cake. little the frosting carrot that's like my I'm like well I had my vegetables for today (laughs) thank you Marie Callender's okay so one thing you should know about Animal that's really really cool is she was in a uh, I guess not a pre post Joan Rivers (laughs) uh, fashion police world you wrote for fashion police for Joan Rivers which is amazing yes when Um, it was still good and that's I mean how cool is that and you got the job kind of through like a fluke which is I think is really interesting too because a lot of people call about how to make it and I'm always like the way you make it is by accepting that there's no traditional way and then just like saying yes to opportunities when they show up that's the only guaranteed way it's like not a not a defined route but essentially you told me right before we started that you were doing stand-up right right and some guy who worked at Chelsea um saw you and he said you should come into E for a general and then as you were leaving, the lady was like, well, worst comes to worst, you can write for Fashion Police. Yeah, that was like her last case scenario. She's like, well, if nothing else happens, I guess you could always write for Fashion Police. I'm like, wait, that's your last – like, I'm like – I told her, I was like, I would have worked like craft service for Fashion Police. I'm like, let me be the janitor. Just let me be like on set where Joan was. Yeah, I have to work on not saying things like that in meetings anymore because like I'll go in on they're like, show. okay, great. Or cool. like they're You're just like they don't take you seriously because I'm like, oh, I'll be like a PA on that show. That's how bad I want to work there. And they're looking at me like this girl does not know her work. Like this girl's insane. Like, yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> uh, I have to really work on not doing that in meetings anymore because I always am like, oh, I have no self-esteem. Like I'll just take out the trash. I'd love to be there. And um, everyone, I think that weirds people out. People feel sad about that. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely bum a lot of people out. <laughs> like for sure I'm sure when, by the time I leave here you're like there's not enough crystals to like not get this energy out. out no I mean look at my gigantic sage stick like this is has been sitting here because I'm like I don't know what the opportunity I'm waiting for to light this like I don't know what what demon has to possess me in order to light this but it's been sitting here for a long time it's I, from House of Intuition this one is from the Springs downtown which is a really you, sh- you would actually love the Springs Um, it's awesome I, I mean I don't know you well at all, actually. If it's so. anything <laughs> metaphysical, anything with crystals, anything with psychics, yeah. cats, food, all like I'm. It's like a raw vegan kitchen. Well, they actually have eggs now, chicken periods. People who go to the restaurant are freaking out and just writing chicken periods like all over their um, Yelp page because they serve eggs now. Oh, uh, I never heard of that term, chicken periods. Yeah, they're like you're serving chicken periods. Like it's very judgmental. Um, but they have a full raw vegan kitchen. They all have like really good baked goods, which I mean, I don't I think everyone thinks of raw vegan food as pretty disgusting, but it's actually this stuff is really good. Um, and I go to this masseuse there, Sean Bartholomew, who's like life changing. And they just opened up a crystal shop and they have all sorts of jams there. But it's downtown in I like mean, a warehouse. You had me at chicken periods. It's chicken periods. I'm I get a chicken period and a juice. So um, let's, I guess, go into our questions. This is episode 102. How fucking exciting, dude. Congratulations. Right. That is huge. I, I love your podcast. Of podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I love your podcast. I've only done like, six episodes of mine and I'm <laughs> it's only six episodes and I'm just like well I think I've said all I could possibly have to say wait what is your what's your podcast oh um it's called Adderall and Compliments oh just it's like just your blog. like yeah it's just like the blog okay um, I'm so excited to go listen to that uh yeah you will be I think the only person that doesn't share my last name who's <laughs> listened to it uh, I really I really enjoy your commentary on Stassi's um podcast though so you guys also Annabelle has really funny uh like commentary on The Bachelor and reality shows and stuff like that. Thank you so much. That means so much to me coming from you. Um, 
Thank you. Uh, I don't know why. I feel bad if that's the truth. All right, let's do our calls. <laughs> Hi, Malls. Um, this is Caitlin. I am from Oklahoma and I'm 23. Um, and my problem is this. So I had two best friends in high school and we were like super duper close. And then, um, I had a big falling out with one of them and we don't talk anymore and I don't care. She's horrible. So the other one though, um, I've sort of tried to stay friends with and she's basically just been like a raving bitch since high school. And so like she is super duper flaky. She'll come in town and like tell me that she's in town and then never reply again. So I can't hang out with her. Um, she will like, like this year she was in town for my birthday for the first time since high school and she hung out with my ex-best friend instead of coming to my birthday party when she told me she was going to come to my birthday party. So the whole night I was like wondering where she was. And then she told me that she was hanging out with my other friend instead. So whatever. I don't want to be your friend anymore. She's being a bitch and I don't care because I have cooler friends now. So um, the problem is that now she keeps texting me because she's figured out that I'm upset with her. And I really just like don't care to have some big dramatic, I don't want to be your friend anymore conversation with her because she knows what's going on and she's just trying to be dramatic because that's her deal. Um, it's not my deal. Um, I'm an adult. I don't feel like having high school drama, friendship fallouts anymore. I would much rather. She lives on the other side of the country, by the way. So there's no, like, we run into each other all the time or, like, you know, there's no reason for this to be a big dramatic thing. We should probably just not talk anymore because it's so obvious that she doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Um, So I guess my question is just... I have to have a big melodramatic conversation with her where I tell her that I don't want to be her friend anymore because she's being a bitch or can I just not respond to these text messages that she's sending me? I can't decide which one seems more dramatic. I don't want to do any of this. I just don't want to hear from her anymore. Um, so don't really know what to do. And if you could help me out, that would be amazing. And also, um, thank you so much for Emotionally Broken Psychos. I'm obsessed with it. It's a beautiful work of art. And, um, yeah, keep doing what you do. Thanks so much. Bye. Well, at first I started to get, like, angry because there's this, like, theme in our callers that I've noticed where they act like they're in, like, hostage situations with their <laughs> own friends. And it's like, you need to, like, grow up and stop like trying to look for a friendship or something in someone that doesn't exist. That's like, not that anymore. really, really bothers me. We had a girl call a couple of weeks ago. No one agreed with me, but like I felt very, very strongly that like she was saying, you know, my friend's really selfish. She never asked me anything about me, but like she's the only person I know in New York. So I hang out with her, but like I'm really tired of what a selfish bitch she is. And I'm thinking to myself, you sound like a selfish bitch. Like you're so <laughs> desperate for a friend. You like, <laughs> I need to stay around this girl, but also we're going to call up a podcast and shit talk her. Like, go just get, make a new friend. How about that? Um, I don't know. This, I think that this, though, is a little bit of, this is a more common thing where it's like you re- reach the point where a friendship breakup is inevitable. Right. I am one to usually send a pretty strongly worded email, um, and that is 
probably my downfall as a human is that like I will just send someone an email being like, here's all the reasons I'm fucking sick of you. And here's the reasons why we're never talking again. And goodbye. Like I literally will end things like bye, Molly. Like that is how I like sign (laughs) my emails. It's brutal. I never want to piss you off that bad. But you were like, it's brutal. I've gotten three. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, it's not even about pissing me. I mean, I what what I usually get to is I think hurt and I get really hurt and I allow like things that have hurt my feelings to build up over a long time. And then, you know, because I'm not I'm also I'm a little bit of a Jules Weinstein in that sense from Real Housewives of New York. You make your own elixirs. I I wish. Oh, my God. I'm trying to get them. I'm literally having my emotionally broken psychos people reach out to her PR team. But like because they only sell them at the Whole Foods in Northeast where it's like, dude, we they would kill out here. Um, But anyway, um, I'm like her in that I kind of will clock someone being mean to me or saying something petty or degrading and I'll clock it and I won't call it out immediately. I'll just hold on to it. Wags is trying to play basketball with my trash can and a green ball. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like these situations. I don't, what, what would you do if you were in this situation? Wow. I mean, I'm very impressed that you just like you send emails. I mean, I feel like number one, I feel like that's so adult. Like I, you know, wait a week to send like a work email if I get something about an audition. Not like in content. Um, They're not particularly adult in content. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I feel like she answered her own question like during the voicemail, like multiple times during the call because she said she's like, this girl lives in the other side of the country. Yeah. It's not like they run, they're running into each other at like the Whole Foods. I mean, does it have to be like a hard, like a definite? I think she just wants the text to stop. Um, and once she like wants maybe the gratification of like telling her and seeing if the girl's upset or hurt by it. Yeah. Like she's saying, I don't want to have this big friendship breakup. But at the same time, it's like you're not she's not content with just I mean, I would put her on do not disturb. Like when I, I put my mom on do not disturb when we were <laughs> fighting last year and she <laughs> might still be on it. But like, you know, if my mom sends me a bitchy text. I get it on my terms. I get it when I open up my phone. It's not like this thing is going off and then I'm confronted with looking at it. I would just put your friend on do not disturb and then not feel the pressure to get back to her right away. Yeah. And I've definitely had friends space themselves away from me, whether or not. And like, because by the way, I want to comment on this, too. I don't know, based on the story you told me, it sounds like it's shitty for you, but I don't know if this is some, like, egregious friendship thing that your friend did. Like, I don't really know if it's that bad. I just know the way that it made you feel is bad. So then from there, you have to interact with the information. And it's like, how are you going to let this affect you? You can either just say, it's like a guy from Tinder you don't want texting you anymore. It just You just don't answer it, you know? And I, also, it's like, I feel like that they were best friends in high school, I mean, the best friends in high school scrapbook that I took so long, you know, making. It yeah. says, like, there's a point where friends become sisters. And I'm like, I don't talk to any of those eight girls yeah. at all. <laughs> and at one time, that they were the most important people. And I was like, right. I can't imagine my life without these people. And, like, when I see them on Facebook with their, like, new baby picture, I'm like, I don't even give it a like. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm like, Ooh, scroll, scroll, scroll. So it's like, I think maybe she's, like, lamenting on the friendship or who these people used to be when right. they were 18. It's like, now they're 23. And that's completely – they're now hopefully – completely different people or like you change and your lives are different your priorities are different and so it's like I think expecting her to be how she was in high school and now that she's teaming up with the ex-best friend you have yeah and that they didn't like she didn't come to your birthday party so instead of getting to enjoy all the people who were at your birthday party then you were just waiting on you know she called both of them she called one of them a terrible person and she called the other one a bitch so, so it's like what I don't is think it she worth holding either of them <laughs> to, like to somebody who's on the other side of the country it's like I you know, I think she's just putting way too much energy in 
to this instead of I don't want to be like I don't want to be haterist to Caitlin though too it's like you know this your other friend she got out of Oklahoma like she has like a different thing like what are you fulfilled emotionally in your life is a question that I have to ask Caitlin like do you love living in Oklahoma are you happy there like do you think that maybe your friend is a different take as someone who lives out of state and has seen some more of the country and lived in different places than you I um I don't know actually I I'm gonna go back to my original point I've had friends distance themselves from me in the past and I don't you know I, I think some of them probably did it for right reasons like they were I was being annoying or I was being a shitty person or something which I think everyone has moments of their life for me to like sit here and act like I've never been annoying or a bitch or like you know impossible a little bit would be a lie and I've had friends distance themselves from me in the past and I've known why they I've known why they were doing it and if I've pushed it it's because I I have already that person has already set up a relationship with me and then in which I know I can push them um so but then at the same time, when an, a, a very boundaried friend stops re- like responding to me, I know exactly ri- why right away and I don't ask any questions. So maybe it's about setting up boundaries so that in the future when someone pushes back and is trying to like repeatedly reach out to you when you're not down to do it, um, maybe moving forward, just be more boundaries and boundaried in your friendships to begin with. I like, think that's good. Like, good advice. And also, and like, it could have nothing. I mean, I got that book, The Four Agreements. I mean, I've not read it, but I know that the I know the name of the four chapters. And I feel like, oh, that's, you know, good enough. I get the gist. Um, <laughs> it's like, don't take anything personally. It's like, it could have nothing to do with her when this girl finds my like, biggest problem in life is not taking stuff. Yeah. Personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I'm in my head, I'm like, everything's about me, obviously. Like, that's one of the, that's the reason I love going to psychics because they just want to talk about me, which is my favorite yeah. quality in a person. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, I know when sometimes I go home and people are like, hey, let's hang out. And it's like, I just want to see my parents. Or if I'm like, or if I feel like I've gained weight or I didn't bring cute enough outfits, I'm like, I have to, I don't want them to see me like, you know? So it's like, it could have nothing to do with her. But it sounds like if she's not getting a lot of stuff back from this friendship, you know, then you don't need to make it the focus, you know, should I just send her a text of like, never talk to me again? Or should I nurture this or spend three therapist appointments talking about it? It's like, I, I mean, I feel that same. Like, I wouldn't worry about it because it's like breakup you know, girlfriend breakups are way harder than guy breakups. Absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah. I, well, back to your thing too. I mean, really, this is again something I said at the top, but that you just reinforce is like you, when you are given information, no matter what the information is, whether it's like the sky is blue or your friend from high school blew you off, it's up to you how you interact with that information. So like if you you know, maybe next time if you go into something like this, being disappointed by a person or expecting something or or thinking that she's going to come to town, if she doesn't, if she comes to town, she doesn't talk to you. Uh, it's your job to not be affected by that and to not let it be something that like, burns your life down, you exactly. know, like you don't have to. And also don't be quick to throw away a friend. You know, I think that you can go through stages where you guys aren't going to talk for a long time. It's so weird. I've been having sort of like a cycle in my life where I'm letting go of a lot of resentments I've held against former friends who have screwed me over, over whether it be like in business or in personal stuff or with guys or whatever else. Like I've come to a point where I'm like, literally I'm writing the nice emails now where I'm being like, I really miss you. I, you know, I know shit got fucked up between us. Even if it's like the, it's 100% objectively the person's fault that right. the other person that I'm writing to, I just don't want to 
walk around with resentment. Resentment affects your liver and I drink too much for that. <laughs> like I cannot have anything else weighing on my liver right now. So um, I've been trying to do as much forgiveness as possible. I like kind of blew my own mind last night because I was out and like I got a text from someone that I haven't spoken to in 10 years and I wrote her right back and I was like, let's get a drink. Let's hang out. Sometimes it can be nice like to just not make a big deal of something or to like, you know, kind of just keep it in a holding pattern so that if you come back to it, if you come back around to it, if you have a moment where you, you know, are at the grocery store and you see something that reminds you of that person that you can pick back up where you left off. Like, I think that that's, you know, something that's there, too. And if you have to say, like, look, that really bothered me when you didn't come to town, which I think like even just saying that out loud myself, it really bothered me when you didn't come to town and visit me. Um, I had a fight like that with a friend where I felt like really used like I felt like she used my couch as a lily pad and like just came to LA and like plopped herself down and like didn't hang out with me the entire fucking time she was here Um, and that like killed me Um, but now that I look back on it I'm like well I was working a lot why would she have wanted to hang out with me I think I was acting like a little bit of a bitch at the time because I was like making money and thought I was better than people or something like I don't know what it was but like I was in a bad place in my life to hang out with and now that I look back and I'm like why would you want to fly to town and hang out with me I understand that like I was a brat like I was going through a very bratty time like I remember I got my makeup done at Blushington for my 30th birthday that weekend and I had a fucking meltdown because like I didn't think that my cat eyes were even and I like called them and I was like you only have one 30th birthday and this is mine and you fucked up my makeup and they were like we'll give you a 30% discount on your next treatment and I was like fine um now they look back on you're like thank you for honoring the number of my birthday yeah I know seriously um but yeah it was just like now they look back on them why would I have I wouldn't have wanted to hang out with myself like why now I totally don't blame her so maybe it's like Maybe, you know, look at yourself a little bit, too, and say maybe outside of just them. Don't I'm not saying like put some sort of irrational blame on yourself. but Be open to the idea that um, it's not just your friends being selfish bitches. Sometimes there's more to it than that. You know, maybe you're not that fun. All right. Next call. Hey, Mo. Hey, Christina. Hey, treasure guest. Um, this is Margo. I am a huge, huge, huge fan of the podcast. I look forward to it every week. And Malls, I just think you're awesome and one of the funniest people ever and so real and so wise and just great. Um, your Snapchat is hilarious and you always look beautiful. Um, but you look particularly fierce, like when you're all sort of not dolled up for a night out, but just, you know, made up in like whatever way you typically like do your toilet before you just go out into the world or errands or whatever. So I would love to know what your like makeup, skin, face, hair beauty regime is just like for an average day um because i think your brows always look amazing your eyes always look amazing and i would just like really love to know what you use um yeah and uh just keep being awesome okay please advise thanks Girl, thank you so much. I actually feel like a little bit of a crook because like my answer is usually just like the first filter to the left. Like the one that evens out your skin is like kind of my beauty routine. Um, 
I think that I first of all, that's like so funny because all I ever think about is that I look like a ragamuffin on my Snapchat. Like I never rub my sunscreen in. I always have my hair like I wash my hair like once every five days now. Um, I mean, I get it wet. So there's answer number one. Wet your hair every day. Um, But I'm not. I'm living in a really compromised situation right now, which is like the weirdest thing is that I don't really have a routine. I have like half a bag of makeup, some shampoo I bought at my hair salon like last week, and I don't even have a shower. Like I take baths every day. Um, So my routine is pretty like basic right now. Um, I wash my face before bed and I've been wearing, actually here's a good answer, wear makeup forever concealer. Uh, every day. And I um, recently realized that like I just can't do that anymore. I have to get something lighter because it's just so heavy to wear a full fl- face of like makeup forever concealer every day. Um, so I got some like tinted moisturizer. Other than that, I just I don't know, put my hair in a ponytail. What do you do, Annabelle? You're like a way more put together person than me. Um, I put at least three inches of foundation on a day. <laughs> Um, cause I, I have no in between, like you, you I mean, both you, of you girls are gorgeous. Like natural, like I either look homeless or I look like a tranny. Like there's no in between for me. Like I'm either like, who's that homeless woman stealing that nice car or like, <laughs> oh, she looks like a reject from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Which is like what I, I go for. Like I love the like really draggy look. Are you wearing a lot of makeup right now? Cause your makeup looks super natural. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. I felt like, I feel so naked. I was driving over here and I was like, I don't even have false eyelashes on. Um, cause no. I had a terrible, uh, just, I mean, this is just like maybe a warning. I'm not sure if it's just here. Um, do not get eyelash extensions off of Groupon. If you see, no. um, if you see that, do not buy it, no matter how good of a deal you think it is. Um, I got eyelash extensions off Groupon uh, four years ago. They have just finally now started to grow back. I literally woke up and it looked, and for three months they looked good. I was like, yay, you know, my eyelashes looked so full. And I had like really good eyelashes before. Like if I did enough mascara I was going to say, this is your, those are your natural eyelashes? These are natural, but it's taken so, so long to grow back. I understand. Because I woke up one day after three months of them being good, I woke up and it looked like somebody had waxed my eyelid. Oh no. Like I had no, like no eyelashes whatsoever. Like, was it trickle tickle mania? There's some yeah. disease where like, yeah, you get nervous I went to and high pull school out with a girl like that. Your eyelashes. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I had, and so I always try to look at like, oh, the silver lining of something. Of like, I was never able to put on false eyelashes before. I could do every other type of makeup, and then it got me really good at doing false eyelashes. So it's that's the so takeaway hard. I have from that. But um, yeah, I I love makeup for makeup forever is like my go to foundation because. Uh, I had terrible, terrible acne, like I still do. Um, but one of the girls at Mac, uh, like you have acne. Oh, awful! You guys, I can't even describe to you. Annabelle's makeup looks so natural. Like if you said, "Is this girl wearing oh, makeup?" Like her eyeshadow like, is amazing. It's amazing. Like, well, that's all I need from this podcast. Like I can leave now. Like it's <laughs> not going to get better for me than that. Um, but you, your skin looks completely clear, like completely clear. One real quick thing. I want to tell you, you got to go to Jackie O'Lashes. Our regular guest, Jackie Johnson, is one of my really good girlfriends. And she started an eyelash business while she was like waiting for her acting career to like pick up. Now she books commercials all the time. But she um, she is like she's Jackie O'Lashes and she like comes to your house. I and love she the sets name. Up bed and she I'm actually doing Jackie O'Lashes this week for my upcoming I'm doing like headshots like I'm doing well Robin Von Swank she's this amazing photographer so I'm doing actually I'm right now I'm in my grind of like 
I got my hair trim last week. I did a deep conditioner the week before. I did my highlights the week before that. I mean, you look gorgina right now, so Honey, I can't even imagine thank what. You. I'm so sure I don't, but I really – I feel old. Like, how old are you? I feel really old. I'm 27. Okay. I feel like I look 47. I'm five years older than you, and these next five years are a sprint. Like, they really are. Like, I was like – when I was 27, I looked 12, and like now I feel like I'm slowly catching up to a person that looks like they're in their 20s, and it's really disturbing to me because if I'm out with like a 24-year-old, no one talks to me. Like, really? You know, I guys like, won't even look at me. I feel like you could still play like a college student. Like you, uh, you would you. totally believe, like be thank believable you. as a college student. Honey, thank you. I like love this podcast. This is a really good podcast. For and both I'm not of our saying that just to make you like just to blow smoke up your ass. Like if you, I'm like I would never say something just to make somebody feel better. If okay. anything, I'm the opposite. <laughs> we're all just so, ping pogging like a so couple. Like Christina, you're beautiful we're all doing too. like a circle jerk of compliments, which yeah. I love. Um, <laughs> no, you're so like you're so you're so so lucky that you can play so young. Uh, yeah, for my big acting career. Um, <laughs> like, for the acting career that I'll never have because I can't even, like, I can't even listen to the questions for this podcast before we air them because then I'll I'll be, like, I'll sound like a rehearsed robot. So, like, I'm the worst actress in the world. My friend's like, just a little coaching. He's like, I think you'd be a good actress. I'm like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, even in in Lexington, Massachusetts, I couldn't get a play. I couldn't get a part in the play. Like, I always played, like, giraffe number one or, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'd have to be on stage crew. So I really appreciate <laughs> I that. I was always the lead in my school plays. You were? Yeah. Dramatic woman. Christina <laughs> has, like, a, just so many secrets. Such a treasure trove of secrets over here. And then I got stage fright in middle school. Okay. And then I haven't been on, I haven't been on the stage since. Girl, we got to get you back out on the stage, I think, is what we We need to get you back this. in middle school productions. We need to get... Uh, yeah, I lost on on Sandy in Greece, and I haven't looked back. Yeah, oh I, yeah, I was no, devastated. That's, like, that's actually probably really brutal to yeah. miss out on it's Sandy really in Greece. That's really yeah. actually hard. Um, but I didn't want a brown Sandy, is what it was. Oh, okay. Well, I, I feel like ask. now, 2016, yeah. they would only cast brown Sandy. Like they're like, see, we're diverse. Don't write a just yeah. blog about us, please. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I? I wish I was born now. Being, yeah, yeah. But you said you get a lot of acne. So what do you do to like deal with that? Um, she is. Uh, life changing. My skin's the best it's ever been um, because of her. She's uh, her name's Shani Deeran or Shani Dearden. Uh, she's Jessica Alba's BF. Like, and she does Rosie Hunting Whiteley. She has Jessica Alba. She has Chrissy Teigen. I'm like one of the only few like you know plebeian. She does <laughs> like uh, her products are insane. She has this retinol and like normally like retinol like makes you peel like crazy. Yeah. Um, and you can buy her products like retinol. I think retinol is um, her retinol is $90, which is like expensive. I'm not going to be like that's so cheap, but it is life changing. Like yeah. it's always on in style. It's always like when the celebs are like name your skin recommendation. It literally changes your life. It never makes you peel. It like you can use it almost every night. So like Shannon Duran's like retinol and like skin serum. I want to see her. Can you get me in? She's amazing. Yes. Is she, it like, really hard to get? It's probably impossible. You have to like make appointments like three months in advance, which I'm so bad at. So I just text her like assistant, like just make, you know, me all the appointments in like 2008 train. Trust me, I'll probably have nothing going on. So like, <laughs> just make my appointments. Yeah. But yeah, Shani Duran, um, uh, retinol telling you like, Everybody, I stand behind it 100%. And let's talk about price points because like I, for example, yesterday I just, I got this like, I've always off and on throughout the years used La Mer. If I had a little bit of a cash oh, wow. influx, I would get La Mer. But like, here's the thing. It's actually not that great. Like it's pretty good, yeah. but, and it's like fabulous. Like when I get like a sample, I got this like box of style. They sponsored the pod and they sent us, um, they sent us like a 
boxing style and, and they had like full-blown Le Mer samples on there, which I was like, damn. And I actually, this is why the boxing style is so good. I went up after and I was like, I want to get this concentrate stuff. I'm not fucking with you. It was a thousand dollars. Are you serious? For a bottle of this shit. And I'm like, dude, what? And then I looked up like comparable creams to the concentrate and it was like literally that shitty Nivea stuff in the blue tin. They were like, it's the exact same ingredients, which like oh broke, my it broke my heart. Like I was just like, I have all of this money I've spent in my life trying to make my skin better um, or to just like treat myself. Like if you ask, I have these like uh, things I'm supposed to electrocute my face with down there. I'll show you after. But like, I, I find that the $90 area is an okay area to live in when it comes to beauty products. If you have the cash to spend and you don't need to use it every day or anything like that. Like I definitely do a mixture of high low. So like I'll have like a really nice cleanser. That was kind of a splurge for me. And I'll use that maybe three days a week, but the rest of the week I'll use like an Aveeno or something, something very like come in on the entry level sort of something that will make Jennifer Aniston happy that you used. I mean, I just uh, want Jennifer Aniston <laughs> to be pleased with me. And that said also smart water. Like it's I love so smart. Water. Yes. Oh my God. Important to drink water. And I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit better about that. I don't know if seltzer counts as water, but I think it might. So I've been just trying to like drink as much seltzer as possible. Um, that really helps. I, we just had a call with a nutritionist who said that, um, lemon water will really help your skin a lot. Um, which is good. I ultimately though, I think the thing that I, that has helped me the most is that I just don't fuss with my, with my skin or beauty or hair too much. Like as many days of, of, of the week that I can have my hair up in a ponytail or under a hat, the better because then I'm not brushing it or putting heat on it or doing anything crazy. I have naturally curly hair. Oh, so, really? super curly like I have like finger waves which is really really cool but I also have it's like thin so I can't I can't you can't really be brushing curly hair most of the time I just got a blowout yesterday and I slept on it that's what my hair looks like it looks so I was gonna say I'm like it looks really good it's really fucking curly though it's not like by the way also if you're a guy out there listening to this and your girlfriend has naturally curly hair never tell her that you like it straight better ever Ever. That's like basic man 101. Like, do you, uh, do you like my hair better, curly or straight? Oh, definitely straight. Oh, so you mean you like me the way that I wasn't born? Great. Thanks. That's like a – you have beautiful curly hair too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Curly girl problems. Like, it really is hard. <laughs> Having um, straight hair used to be – like, that was so important. I mean, I used to have really, really thick, like, 80s hair yeah. like, in middle school. And, like, I would break, like, Conair strainers because that was before, like, everybody got, like, cheese. Mm-hmm. So what I would make my mom do is I would have her straighten it with an actual clothes iron <gasps> like I would lie before school I would li- like lay well, my that's head they, back that's what they used to do in the old school days yeah like have her straighten it and it's like with an iron you can obviously only get like so close to the head so like for like the top four inches of my oh hair my God, was it. like puffy like Jesse Spano <laughs> oh you know like working girl 80s hair and then the rest was like so super straight it was like hot topic manager just like slicked down and it obviously smelled horrible like I would go to school and people are like what's that burning smell I was like I don't know you guys oh that's weird terrible. instead Someone of being like it's my head uh, I had a friend Megan who did that in college and I was horrified the first time I saw it I was like you're putting an actual because my mom just scared actually my mom was very like don't touch yourself too my mom was always like don't fuck with your face keep your hands off your face don't like put too much product in your hair don't put too much heat on your hair when you mentioned my eyebrows the only reason why and my eyebrows are my lady over over waxed them yesterday for me they're fine but they're not they were a lot bigger which was awesome because when I first moved into this house um, and then Wags got attacked. I just didn't – I didn't get to leave my house for like 
two months. And so I just that didn't like go to dream. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, not getting my, not obviously having my dog attacked, but not having to leave. And no, it was, I mean, and that was great, but it was like, people were like, your eyebrows look amazing. And I'm like, low key, I just haven't gotten them done in over eight weeks. And like, they're just fully grown out. Like they're just, these are what God gave me, like fully grown out. So I would say like Cara Delevingne, like, yes, they were well, like very oh. thick and she just, oh, she just like trimmed them up yesterday, which makes me so sad because I was like so excited about my eyebrows for my pictures. But, um, yeah. They're still really good. I feel Thanks, like, God, girl. like eyebrows you have great are brows so too. hard. Thank you. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Adderall compliments. Yeah. My eyebrows, like I have very, you know, Maleficent, like Disney villain eyebrows, which I've like always had until like middle school where, uh. I had like one eyebrow. Like a little bit of a chola Yeah, moment. I had um, like an equal sign on my face. I had a unibrow <laughs> and I was the first kid in school, in middle school to grow a mustache. So. Oh, oh, is that what you, okay. I thought when you said one eyebrow, I was like, oh, like you overplucked one. Okay, oh, no, I, got I it. had um, one like Frida, you like know. Poor, like that. poor Farrah Abrams' daughter. I mean, like I I'm oh, go back Sophia. and forth on this because she's such a cute little girl and like you're not supposed to wax a child's unibrow, but like also like, I understand what Pharaoh was trying to do, what was she was trying to achieve there. Like, you don't want your little girl to grow up with a unibrow when you grew up with a unibrow and it, like, haunted you your entire childhood. Like, I kind of, I would have, that's yeah, a rock and a hard gonna, place right yeah, there. And, and you're not going to change little kids' perspectives on, like, by making your kid wear a unibrow, you're not going to be like, no, you're going to be, you're going to change their, um, their Your standard views. of beauty, yeah. like, san- like that eight-year-old is not gonna, or however old she is, that eight-year-old like elementary like, school, like yeah. dumb commercial she's, where it's like accept every woman's body. Yeah, she's not gonna be like that. So. No, it's just she's just gonna be tortured. My mom, I realize now, anything like that that my mom held back on me with, it was just to keep me innocent and like nerdy and make sure that I didn't get pregnant at twenty years old, like she did. Like that was basically what I think my mom's jam was. Okay, so we have to wrap this up, but I want to talk. I want to talk more about this some other time. Get Kylie lip kits too; they're really good for beauty. Um, and I love them. Yeah, they're so good. I know. Like, but I'm, I have I have some I might be able to give you because they don't. Do you want Court K? It looks crazy on me. It's like the deep purple one. Oh, I oh I like Dolce is even too deep. For yeah, me, where I'm like, I mean, I still have it. I was mad that I, I like Dolce. Exposed is too like nude for me. Exposed is a little too nude, and then like sometimes get upset because like even my Armenian nail lady, I'm like, you're racist against Irish girls. Like none of these colors look good on me, and. I think Kylie's racist against Irish girls too. I would try that purple one. You I think would. that might look good on me. Yeah, I gave you true brown. Yeah. Did you like that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's good. I have to like I would love I to don't... see Kalo with a dark lip. <laughs> don't call me that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she hates it. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't see my thing is like I never wear makeup, so I'm always like, I have to have a nice reason to do it. But if I I think if I just start doing it regularly, yeah, then, like it won't be such a big deal anymore. Your mom and I have the same motto. I know. Chrissy put some lip gloss on. Yeah. You oh yeah. Put my some mom's always like you, I can never have too much makeup on for my mom. You never know who you're going to see. <laughs> yeah. My exactly. mom's brutal too. She fully was like, I was like, mom, do you think I should do Botox? Like hoping she'd be like, no, honey, never. And she was like, start early and often. She's like, you need to get there as soon as possible. And I was like, not what I expected yeah. from the woman who got removed from the ear piercing parlor for saying, don't punch holes in my baby. Yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> Whereas me, I'm just like, oh, mom, I don't conform to your standard of beauty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I define my own femininity. But both you and I have really like, young pretty spunky moms and we're both kind of like much more like that is something that you and I have in common oddly enough is that our moms are both cooler and prettier than us (laughs) I know it's so sad (laughs) she's like so so much more girly I'm like I'm sorry I disappointed you because my mom is so girly and so makeup and I'm just like tomboy all the way 
Yeah. With my mom, I'm like, your vanity disgusts me. Like, I'm, I'm, which is awful. Like, I'm like, but I'm like, I don't ever want to be like you, which is not true at all. But I like, my mom is so vain and I just can't function. My mom has never made me feel bad about it, but she's always just like, I wish you would put more makeup on. Yeah. She's from from Brooklyn. That's where they're (laughs) So I'm hoping my my niece. doesn't leave the house without makeup on. Yeah. I'm hoping my niece, like, has a happy medium between the both of us. Are you fully Sicilian? Sorry, by the way, before we move on. Oh, no. My dad's Sicilian and my mom's like white bread, like wasp middle like English like just like a little mutt like I don't know why mutt. like I, I put Persian on you like before it's Christina Sicilian. came I was like I think she's Persian thank it's you <laughs> yeah I mean I like Persian Italian I mean like I can I tell right away love yeah. gold I love too much like everything I drive a Mercedes like yes I mean it's very I'm very very Persian very much a Shaw okay yes. oh my god and also Caftan I bought my mom three of them they're fantastic really by the way wait a minute sorry this just came to my attention last night at dinner have you seen the picture that MJ took when she took an ambulance being on a plane MJ took an ambient on a private jet and then went into the bathroom and like tried to take a sexy pic no. and it's literally her full areola was hanging out and like it's one full areola it's the largest nipple I've ever seen which is like almost like I was like good for her like at this point it's like it went from being like this is scary to like good for her like I'm holding up a coaster like it looked <sighs> like this it was the craziest thing I've ever seen and I said to my friends I was like this is what sucks about being a reality person because I said if that was like Heidi Klum if that was any other person that picture would have been down in an hour max that picture stayed up for a day and a half <sighs> not one person cared enough about her to report that shit oh then, my like, god rumor Willis struggles to free her nipple like it's just bananas (laughs) like it's truly crazy hey malls hey christina hey hey guests that i'll most likely end up following on twitter uh my name is patrick i am 29 living down in texas uh so i kind of have a dilemma um my sister who i'm very close with in fact uh we're irish twins meaning that we are the same age for 41 years or 41 days out of the year, so that's a lot of fun. Um, we're really close, and she texted me yesterday asking um, how I feel if she got me a Fitbit for my birthday. Uh, and at first, I'm like, I think that's super awesome that my sister even wanted to get me a gift for my birthday. Um, but I just, I've always, in terms of the Fitbit, I just really haven't been into them. Like, I understand that people enjoy them, and that they like to cream their pants over them. I just don't feel like I would use it. Uh, and so I texted her, and I was like, uh, I just don't think I would use it as much. And so I really appreciate the offer, but I was like, thanks, but no thanks. You don't really have to get anything for my birthday. I'm trying to not sound like a selfish asshole. But then she keeps kind of, like, sending me more texts about them, and it makes me kind of infer that she's already bought me one. And now I feel like a complete asshole because if I get it, like, again, I probably most likely won't use it. So, like, I don't know. My question is kind of what do I do? Do I just accept the Fitbit and not be a fucking asshole and actually – try to use it or just I guess that's I guess I kind of answered my own question I don't know what do you guys think also I've been rewatching Vanderpump Rules from season one and two and so far Katie's my favorite and I feel like everyone was shitting on her uh, when she wasn't being treated very nicely by her friends or her boyfriend um but anyway I'm glad that she's uh, blossoming into the powerful woman that she is uh now uh and I'm very happy for them um also yeah that's it love the podcast I can't wait for future episodes please advise I love that Katie is your favorite. First of all, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. And I'm not saying that as a slight to Katie. I just think that she blends really well. And so that means a lot to me that she's your fave. You should go listen to her episode of this podcast that she did with Tom Schwartz, our very first couple on the show ever, actually. One Penis Per Fantasy is the name of that episode. Um, <laughs> it was really good. Uh, my favorite. Uh, do you 
have a Fitbit or anything like this. I'm no, guessing he like, lost no. me at Fit. I do. You do. Ooh. Yeah. I have one too. I love I can't, it. I can't. I'm not good at charging it. That was the whole thing. I bought one for me and my ex. We both lost the chargers. Like there's a whole like it's I actually found the band in my closet the other day and I was like, maybe I'll get back into this. And I was like, no, nah. um, I think your iPhone has the features of the Fitbit. Basically, I'll yeah. throw that out there. Um, it's kind of fun just to like see when I was writing on two broke girls, I would like go out at lunch because I would start to really shock myself and be like, I have walked 126 steps today. Like that is horrifying. Like how have I, like that means I went from my bed to the bathroom, to the car, to work. I like, I don't, I've done nothing. And so oh, see, to me when you're saying, I was like 126 steps, you ran a marathon. Like to me, that's a lot. <laughs> no, I know. The and baseline like, is like 10,000. Oh, yeah. I don't even make that in a month. And 10,000 is like a really good, like that's like, that is a goal. Like you also start to feel like a little bit of a lazy ass. I mean, I think that if you one hour in New York, you could cross off that yeah, 10,000 steps. That's what I'm saying. Steps. When I'm in New York, I do like on regular like 16,000. Yeah. In LA, I'm like 6,000. Yeah, tops. And yeah, like tops. I remember the first time I and hit And it's like 10. an effort. I'm like, oh, I have to go to Starbucks because I got to get my steps in. But then that like ruins the point because I'm getting a fucking caramel macchiato. Oh, yeah, no. Which counts out the steps. Also, just don't get caramel macchiatos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but They're delicious. I know, I know. Ugh, I hate I hate how good stuff like that is. It just bums me out. I'm so glad I don't like frappuccinos. But um, I was, yeah, when I was at Two Broke Girls, like I would realize I'm not walking at all and I would just start like circling. At one point, I would just like go and circle the driveway over and over again like a lunatic, like as if everyone there didn't already think I was losing my mind. I'd be like out doing small circles in the driveway. Um, you know, it sounds like your sister might be regifting you a Fitbit. Like it seems like she has this Fitbit and is aggressively trying to give it to you. I'm guessing maybe she didn't even buy it. Like someone gave it to her. And she needs someone to give it to or she impulse bought it on Amazon and you're literally the only person she can think of to give it to. Uh, I would start. I don't you didn't mention anything about your fitness, but like kind of wonder if there's a reason why everyone wants to see you move. Like, are you on health? Like, are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, maybe you- he is a healthy person. And she was like, oh, this is perfect for him. Like, you yeah. can like monitor the data of his like steps or whatever. The fact, did, did he say that she called him and asked him what he, like how he would feel if yeah. she got him a Fitbit? She was just like, I'm getting you a Fitbit. She was like, birthday. would you want a Fitbit? And like hoping he'd say yes. And he was like, no. And then she was like, well, how about that Fitbit though? You really want a Fitbit, right? <laughs> I mean, Fitbit. Like it's I mean, I've been in that situation. Look, just accept it graciously. If she gave it if she, you know, if you if you think she's going to be the type of person who's like, "Hey, where is that Fitbit I gave you?" Um, you know, just wear it around her. Don't sell it on Amazon. Uh, yeah. I would say wear yeah. I mean, like there's one be honest, but whatever. That's probably not going to work. But two, you could like wear it. Keep it pristine. And then say you lost it and sell it. Oh, that's a good it. one. Or you broke it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, no, you can't say you broke it because they have a warranty and they will send you a new one if oh it breaks. God. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Can't oh, God. Oh, maybe I'll send thing. that band in that's in my closet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, I have to say I really think that this kind of smacks of condescension and really makes me wonder where your physical fitness is because it sounds like something that like – Oh, we're gonna get Patrick a Fitbit and maybe or like a start gym to membership do some movement. Or yeah, you know, like same way that I've had people be like, "Molly, I bought you an e-cig," and I'm like, "I get it. You want me to quit? Like, I have a disgusting addiction. I understand." Um, 
I, if you think maybe it's something like that, I think that it's kind of sweet that your sister is concerned about you. But also, I mean, I, I that's the first thing that came to mind is like, who, who in my life would I try and push a Fitbit on? Yeah. And it's like the answer is that either A, I'm trying to desperately regift it or B, um, I am worried about that person and their movement and I or I know that they struggle with health and fitness and I want to try and find like a fun alternative um, for them, which is like, kind, you know, it can be condescending, but it's also if that's the case, it's kind of really sweet that your sister cares about you that much. Um, I say just accept it and be gracious. And uh, and then when it's her birthday, 41 days later, you say, say, hey, I got you a Fitbit. Yeah, just pull the around the bit. Irish twins and uh, re-gift it. Back to her. Have a Irish circle. Irish twins. I love that you think I don't know what Irish twins are as if I'm not from like an entire family of all, all Irish twins. It's so crazy. Um, okay, well, yeah, Patrick, I want to hear an update on this. I want to know a little bit more from you if you can call back and kind of shade in some of that stuff. Also, with apologies to Patrick, he submitted this a little bit a little while ago. So oh, sorry. Patrick's like stuck with his Fitbit. So he already has like a personalized bedazzled Fitbit <laughs> that his sister thought, pushed on him yeah. with like an Irish flag. But yeah, if anyone else had a gift they didn't want, hopefully they found advice in this. Yeah, but also Patrick, I want to call back in here just because like I want to know the psychology behind her pushing a Fitbit on you. Do you think it's like, do you love fitness? Do you hate fitness? Like, I have a feeling it's somewhere in between there. Um, so just, yeah, call back 323-450-7408. Let us know. Oh, we got a letter now. Christina Lopez has expertly picked a letter and Annabelle's going to read it. <clears throat> okay. Hi, Malls, and please advise. I'm a huge fan of you and I love the pod. I have a crazy dilemma and would love your advice. My boyfriend and I just moved into a house with his brother and the brother's fiance. I'm 29 and the rest of the group is in their early to mid-30s. My boyfriend's mom owns the house and it's a pretty sweet setup. However, we have, o- we have all only been living together for about a month now and it's already an explosive situation. Oh. It started before we moved in with the brother and his fiance having a fight about spending $500 plus on hair and makeup for their engagement party. The fiance doesn't make a lot of money. She has her own business and is just starting to get clients. So it doesn't seem like the like a logical way to spend money when they are also paying for their own wedding. His brother reached out to his sister who introduced them to see if this was a nor- to see if this was normal and she and she reached out to the fiancé, giving advice of ways to not spend that much. The sister is, slash was, the couple's wedding officiant and matron of honor. The sister, getting in the middle of the argument, infuriated with the fiancé, and sister apologized right away. The fiancé didn't let it go or accept the apology, then escalated the fight and defriended the sister on social media. They all are, they are all avid Facebook users. A week or so later, they had moved into the house with us and, while I know about the drama, decided to stay out of it. My boyfriend's mom came to visit and wanted to help with putting an end to the situation and have everyone let it go and move on. The conversation did not go well, and the fiancé said she wanted nothing to do with the sister because she is a, quote, negative person and doesn't want her in her life. The brother also is sticking up for his fiancé and is remaining on her side. Their mom is extremely upset and crying. She is devastated that this girl is coming between her children as they are a very close-knit family. The fiancé then defriended the mom and multiple other family members on social media. One week after this blow-up fight, the fiancé sends the most horrible email to the sister that I have ever read in my life. Blaming her completely for the fight, calling her mentally ill, and that their family has a history of mental illness, saying the sister is using her 10-year-old son as a pawn, and blaming her for tearing the family apart. There was a lot of all caps, and she ended the email with, hope you have a good life. 
Basically, there is nothing, there is no coming back from this. And she has destroyed any relationship slash friendship she had with the sister with no remorse. Meanwhile, this monster is my roommate and, and the brother is deciding to stay with her. I have stayed out of the situation, but I'm definitely siding with my boyfriend's sister and the rest of the family. I can't even look this girl in the face and she continues to, prevent, to pretend that everything is fine. My boyfriend and I don't want to live with her and to add fuel to the fire, her decor is so tacky. It's reason enough to want to want her to leave. Lots of live, laugh, love, and inspirational quotes everywhere. Oh, God. That's my Oof. nightmare. How do we tell her or the brother that we want her or both of them to leave? Should we ask their mom to evict her? I'm not great with confrontation and don't know what to do or how to approach it. Let me know if you need more info. Please advise. Thanks in advance. Love. Do we say their name? Oh. Smiley face, Kate. Oh, hi, Kate. Oh, boy, Kate. Ooh. Girl, oh like, I don't know how many more signs you need that you need to get the fuck out of there. Like, I am sure you love your boyfriend. That's great. This is like super, super messy. This fiance sounds like a toxic Don't person. ask them to leave. Don't try to get them. No. You need to get out of that situation. This exactly. Is the thing is when I start to hear all this and then she did this and then he did this. I'm like, take care of yourself. Like, no one's taking care of you. You need to start... I've been so upset in my life when I've come up for air and realized that no one has cared about me as much as I've cared about the entire situation and been like so upset realizing like I've wasted all this time and energy like, you know, doing everything from like feeling bad about it to writing into a podcast or whatever it may be, like just burning my energy on trying to make the situation right. She's a crazy person. And uh, it sounds like your boyfriend seems fine, but like if his brother is even going to, it's just, do you want this in your life? Like move. I would, I, I'm sorry. I'd burn the whole thing down and just move forward. Not the house, but the, <laughs> all the human relationships. Yeah. I would have moved out at the site of the TJ Maxx, you know, oh block God. inspirational quotes. Yeah, it's of like live. no one is watching. Yeah. Uh, no. The worst no. thing. I, I love uh, Sheena and Vanderpump rules so much, but I like my heart broke when I saw she had a live, laugh, love decal above her bed. I was like, oh, where do you go from there? Ugh, why don't you put another one of your giant poster boards of your wedding? And also, do you want to look at that when you're having sex? Like, hey, first of all, <laughs> the, the poster, the, the canvases of the wedding disturb me to no end. But like, do you really want to be like having sex and looking at something that says live, laugh, love? <laughs> like I would start, that would bring back some sort of trauma for me. Uh, that's crazy. I love that I don't like confrontation. Then I like, then go to Michael's, get some paint that matches, you know, the cork boards with the inspiration and be like, live, laugh, somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's probably not a lot of laughter happening in that house anyway. Or I love. love how Facebook is now the th the catalyst for so much family drama. And this is the People first month defriending so seriously. I had avid Facebook users. I wrote that down as a quote because that to me is usually a warning sign that there's something wrong. Like when people are getting all of their like political and cultural and social information from Facebook. It's just so compromised. And yeah. therefore, like, but that's how a lot of people live now, especially yeah, if they're in their like mid 40s. <laughs> yeah. People love it. And people love Facebook. And it's, I've, I'm so over it because I went to like one of the first schools that had it, not exactly. Drive. Yeah. So, like, I, <laughs> I'm just, I've been on Facebook since I'm 19, since I was 19 years old. Like, I can't, I can't fuck with that shit anymore. Um, but, I it's would, also I, not like my primary platform. I yeah. think you should. I think you you gotta come to your go to your boyfriend and say, look, 
we either need to get out of here or I need to get out of here. But like it's this is I'm done. I need to be out. Tap out. If that means you have to go live with your parents for six months, do it. If that means you have to like couch hop for a while. Go do it. I would hope your boyfriend wouldn't let it get to that point. And if he does, you would see that and say that's not OK. Yeah, you'd see it now before you are forced into this family situation and you're the one who the mom and the rest of the family is defriending on Facebook. Yeah, get yeah, you endanger girl to quote Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I loved I my ex. I look back my my like last big gigantic relationship. Actually, I was in a little mini relationship too, where I just did not like his family. But I was not crazy about my ex's sister in law. And when I look back on it, like I'm so thankful that things didn't work out between us because like the thought of having to spend every holiday across a dinner table from this woman, like. <laughs> chills my bones like I am like I, I that's the bullet I dodged was like a lifetime of unhappy judgmental like disappointing Thanksgivings yeah Um. I don't know where this fiance and actually the boyfriend think they're gonna go from here too because family is it's a necessity it's a brutal necessity you don't always love your family but when you're you have a fiance that's alienating your entire family and the brother's even going with it, it sounds I'm sorry I'm gonna bump on that I think the brother sounds crazy too yeah um, this is get yeah and I, I think that also it was a little bit down and dirty of him to go to his sister and say, like, can you talk my friend off a ledge or say, like, you know, do you think this is normal of her to spend $500? That was problematic to begin with. That be- it began problematic. Um, I think this family has boundary issues. I'm sorry. I'm sure your boyfriend's a yeah. lovely person, but there's some issues in this family that are pretty significant. And... um. I would say if you're under the age of 30, you need to break ties and realize that this is not your relationship. If you're above 30 and you, yeah. and, and you, I'm not saying because once you're 30, you need to get married. I'm saying that like once you're 30, you have a little bit, um, a more, a little bit more of a present active mental state than you do throughout most of your twenties where it's just like a little bit more erratic and you see people around you getting married and you think it's what you're supposed to do. Um, I think you, I think you got to take care of yourself and move on. I really would not. I wouldn't want to spend Christmas with these people. The sister, the brother, the fiance, none of them. The parent and mom even. Like what is this family where like deactivating each other's like relationships You're going to have to worry about every single fucking like update status that you have on Facebook. Yeah, I feel like that they're the type who would be it's doing like me? the vague book, you know, oh like my God, the vague of, Facebook status. That's yeah. like it um, used to be updating a, everyone on the fight. Yeah, like but, it used to be your vague away status on AIM. But yeah, now it's yes. like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> Sometimes they just can't deal with this shit. Like I would like leave messages <laughs> like that would be like my AIM status, like so dramatic. You're changing your top eight and you're like, you know, rearranging it. On or my like face. my like, profile. I used to have like little funny things and one time I had something like oh I'm just looking for my next ex and my ex's girlfriend like I am me out of nowhere and was just like what is this about and I'm like A who the fuck are you I thought you were gonna be like ASL (laughs) (laughs) B like my next ex so like someone who I haven't dated yet but she was like Oh, sometimes your ex could be your next ex. And I'm just like, what? No, yeah, go away. No, I was insanity. 16. It's just ridiculous. And you're like, level. are you dyslexic? What? Does, yeah. <laughs> you do not read it. But it's like that level of drama, like there's something about the internet that like. Yeah, girl, get out. If you don't, you don't have kids with this guy, you're not married. You don't even have no, your own apartment with this guy. You guys don't even have your own like name on a lease on any piece of property. Get 
it, also I'm thinking like if I told my mom I'm gonna move into a house that my boyfriend's mom owned, my mom would have been like, well, that's not happening. No matter what age I was, if I told her that tomorrow, so I'm moving into someone else's house that they own and I'm gonna have no control over my living situation, my mom would be like, no, yeah, no, you're not. Like you're gonna move home to Boston. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I think you. I think you got to run. This is a family full of really, really serious boundary issues, and it's only a matter of time till it till it gets on you. Head. Yeah, the tornado's yeah. on them, but it's coming. Boundary exactly issues are right. coming towards you in just a matter of time. Yeah. Boundary issues and passive aggressive uh, status updates. If that's Not what you bad. want for the rest of your life, that's great. But and like a mom involved in social drama too really bums me out. Like thinking about my mom even realizing that someone unfriended her on Facebook makes me sad. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's a whole different <laughs> level. I always wonder why pe- how people know or why they want to know like who unfollowed them on Instagram. Like that Twitter – app they had for a while where you could find out people as they unfollowed you and the tweet yeah. that they saw that made oh, them unfollow you. I don't uh, – why would I want to have my feelings hurt because some person decided they don't want to see my tweets? Like not following someone on Twitter is just like I, I consider your information to be not interesting to me. That's okay. Yeah. I don't need that brought to my attention in my now, email. Now, here's the thing. Now they have the mute option, yeah. which is a very passive-aggressive way of like – I think I'm widely muted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm widely muted. But it's just like, oh, we've gotten to a point where like we can't handle each other's feelings, like hurting someone's feelings because we don't follow them. So now we like follow them, but don't really follow them. Yeah. I think that's really, really sick shit too. I'm I'm bothered by that. I'm really bothered by that. Uh, uh, see, I'm a quick defender. If it's like – if I'm angry, like, and granted, like what you said when you've like made peace with like the people yeah. who you had, you know, fights with and I like made up with the two girls. I mean, I feel like two people out of living here for six years, like isn't that bad. Um, but it's like we're, we're never going to be friends again, but I sent them a text or I wrote something nice on their, you know, Instagram to be like, just because I, it was 2016, it was like in January, I was like, I need room for like new beefs. I'm not going to carry these old beefs in. I need, mm-hmm. you know, 2016 palette for like new people to dislike. Um, but yeah, I like defriended them on Facebook right away. And I'm one of those people who has like 4,500 friends just from like, I'm just like, accept, accept, you know, men from, you know, countries that, you know, have a million vowels. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm not very hard on like who I, you know, who I accept, but like it was just my only way of, but yeah, I mean, that's the level of dysfunction that this girl's dealing with is like right here, a little, you know, preview of like, yeah, get out of that tornado. That's some pretty I high love level hearing social media drama like that. Like where it's like, People who aren't necessarily technologically savvy, like, it, like those people, don't probably don't, aren't on several platforms. They're probably exclusively on Facebook, and yeah. I just love hearing like, "Oh, this person's status," because well, I've gotten in trouble a couple and times. Then and then asking, just like, you know, if you've stupid. been deleted in or blocked doing what? for for a status update that it was just like oh, not about that. It was just yeah. like nobody. I'm not even thinking of you. <laughs> it's also so it's so egotistical. I mean, I don't know. I'm a big sub tweeter, but I also think all thoughts are sub tweets. So like, therefore. Yeah, all tweets are subtweets, dude. Anyway, next call. Hey, Malls. Um, Megan in Chicago. Shout out to you, Christina, Wags, and Ed. You guys are amazing. Um, I just had a real quick uh, question, I guess. If you had any advice for someone in who's 29 who's kind of starting over in their life. I mean, I started a new career. I'm single, no man, no, no loans, nothing. And I kind of just need advice on where to go. So um, if you can kind of just give me some advice on what you or Christina or your guests would do, that'd be great. I'm kind of open to anything right now. I've been reading a lot of books and things like that. But, um, yeah, 
Hope you answer. Hope your guest is awesome. And also, if you could hook me up with Jason Shapiro, because I think he's a total babe, that'd be great. Um, and my, if you want any other information, I'll give you my number. But thanks a lot. Bye. Okay, so we think we understand the question. You're, it's a very broad question, but basically yeah. you're debt-free, you're single, you're about to be 30, all really positive things. And you want to know how to proceed from here. Um, Christina immediately brought up self-care, which is really, really important. Yeah, this is like the time that anything, any behavioral things you don't like about yourself, this is the time to really start addressing them before they come become a core part of who, who you are and how you function. That's the thing about anxiety too. It's just like the reason, the treatment for anxiety is going to cognitive behavioral therapy because you rewire your brain and how it processes things. Yeah. And so if you start that kind of self-care now, um, it'll be easier for you to get over really bad habits. Yeah, I do you're in your like forty. It's amazing. Yeah, and what's it's, that? It's like I move. Oh, app, uh, rapid eye movement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a really special like type of um, therapy because I've been in therapy since like sixth grade. Um, but you, this is so exciting. I mean, she has no debt. She yeah. lives in Chicago. She's single. She's brave enough. Like, she just sounds like really brave and awesome. The fact that she's starting a new career, mm-hmm. like she's already worked so hard. Like, she obviously has something on the ball. Like, she was able to get rid of all her student yeah. debt. And like at 30, that's like really, really young. Yeah. You live in an awesome town. It's not like you live in like exactly some shithole like flyover state. No offense. But, you know, like a one <laughs> – no offense to like the – 20 flyover states. Um, <laughs> but, like, you don't live in a place, like, that has, like, one street. Like, you live in Chicago, which is, like, I would love to go to Chicago because I feel like the guys all look like real guys. They're all right. funny. They're hot. Chicago's hot guys. It's, like, the Chicago deep dish pizza, I feel like. Yeah. And you're in layers half the year, so it doesn't really matter. Like, you Yeah, this is where you kind of get to decide, like, who you are, like, as an adult. Because, like, you know, in your 20s, you're like, am I? Am I really like what? You're just yeah, trying to figure it all out. I'm going to tell you honestly, I didn't start to feel like an adult till something like clicked in me at 32. And this is the first year of my life that like I feel like an adult. I think buying a house really helped, which is also something I want you to think about, like in terms of what it is that you really want in life, because I have always really wanted a house. I've never even lived in a house really um, my entire life. So I my mom and I like lived in townhouses and apartments and stuff. So I really, really um, always wanted a sense of security. I definitely did not have anything close to that. The first nine years I lived in L.A., it was a really hectic, chaotic time. But I'm I'm between two people sort of because, you know, I, they say I, I went to talk to the Astro Twins and it said that after my return of Saturn, I became all about being grounded. But my my former self, which is all about excitement and travel and learning new stuff, it is very, that part of me is very still active and present. And so sometimes I like walk around this house and be like, why did I buy this? Like, I want to be on a plane. I want to go somewhere. I want to do something. And now I like can't go anywhere because I feel like I should just be trying to afford this house I bought. And, um, I mean, think about what your needs are, big picture. Like, are you the kind of person who would like to buy a house? Do you want to do a lot more travel in the next year? Do you want, like, what experiences have you not been able to offer yourself that you would really like to do? Something that I also really 
tuned into at a certain point is that these are truly wealthy people. And I don't think of it as necessarily money wealthy, like spiritually rich people don't spend money on things. They spend money on experiences. And that might be something that you want to look into. Like, is there a seminar you really want to go to? Is there a vacation you really wanted to take? For my 30th birthday, I went to London and Amsterdam alone. And like, I had the most fun ever. I love traveling alone. Like, I love it. People are like, you're so brave. I'm like, no, it would be brave to me is getting on a plane with anyone else. And like, I'm going to spend a month with them in Europe or like two weeks with them in Europe. Like, I couldn't. Um, So I I think I hate that narrative that like a woman alone is being brave. Yeah, I hate that. But, you know, I I think that also I, I am always shocked. I'll drive out to Palm Springs for a weekend and I'll start getting like creeper texts from my friends being like, hey, like, are you in Palm Springs alone right now? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, that is so cool. I'm like, why? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a lot of people aren't in that mindset of like, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be autonomous. I think autonomy is a gigantic thing that you need to. I love it. Yeah. But not a lot of people have a sense of that. A lot of people like want people around them and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way we're born to be. You know, but socialized. also, like, I think if you wait around, like, my my thing about doing things alone is that if I wait for someone to do something else, like see a movie, then I'll never get to see the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, why miss out on that? Just it's okay to do it alone. It's fine. No one gives a shit. Yeah. But you should also start thinking about not to be in, like boring adult, but saving for your future too. Yeah. Your next. I mean, egg. that's why I'm saying, like, you know, think about you definitely your retirement as well, but like assess your needs and say. If you have like a great job, I think that it sounds like you have a new career, you're starting a good job, they're going to set your 401k up for you. But like literally the question is, is what do you want in your life? Do you want to be a person that can travel the world very easily and just have it all in an apartment? Maybe skip the dog or the pet or whatever it is you need right now. Definitely remember also don't go get a pet or something unless you're fully like ready for it. I think a lot of people just go and get pets because they're bored or they're in a transitional place in their life. And they're like, now I'm a person who has a dog. And (laughs) The only thing with that is it's a massive expense. It's something that grounds you to a place all the time. Like, do you want that? Are you that kind of person? Or is that exactly the sort of thing you need? Um, So spend some time with yourself. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do some like weird spiritual shit you wouldn't do. But if you want get like meditative about it, just think like, where do I see myself? Do a vision board. I'm so big on like. I love vision boarding. And also I'm like, I know I said earlier that I would like totally be in a cult. So when I say this, um, I went to Tony Robbins. I don't think he's a cult leader. (gasps) I want to go to Tony Robbins so bad. I've done it twice. He's like the reason I moved to L.A. Like when I, my mom had been to him. And like went to one of his seminars. Um, and you, it's great because you go like alone or you, like you should go alone. Yeah. Um, and I was working in Seattle at the time. I was interning for like a radio station. And she's like, uh, Tony Robbins is doing uh, Unleash the Power Within. They're called UPWs, yeah. which is like normally the first one people go to because it like covers everything. And she had bought like they had bought me the ticket and they're like, you're going. And I was like, okay, you know, it's Isn't a free it, trip like, to five California. Grand or something. It's like crazy. There's like different okay. levels. Like because like the general basic because there's uh different like wristbands okay um and so i came out here and it was like in long beach it was like my first time in california and it's so intense and people think it's like a you know say yes to life and like just think positive and it's like really really intense where he's not like your life is great and just smile through it it's like you get to like real shit that you never like knew was holding you back and like you do these things where it's like you say the most personal things to like the person next to you like, so it's, like, best, like, not to go with somebody you know. And if you do, you should, like, sit apart because it's, like, you're telling, like, all these yeah. weird insecurities of yourself. And the first night, like, it's weird. He's on stage for, like, 12 hours and, like, does not get off for, like, a bathroom bake. But, like, after, like, being at this, like, seminar where you're, like, jumping and screaming and, like, people are crying, you do um, firewalk 
Like yeah. you do. Like so, I've done. I've walked over hot coals twice. Oh my god. Um, and it's just like. I know. It's like at the end of the three-day seminar, I was like, I'm moving to LA. If I could have somebody go to Seattle and ship my things for me right now, I would not go back. And it just like – it gave me the push of like I've always wanted to move to LA. I've always wanted to like – I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do. I was always in theater and stuff growing up. But I was like, I don't know what to do, but I know I could do whatever I want here. Yeah. And it just gave me like – I know. Even if you don't want to do Tony Robbins, like he made you do like this – one of the things is you do a chart and it's like – it's like a you do a circle and it's like family, work, relationships, fitness, wealth, and you like color in how like well each thing is doing. And so it's like kind of gives you a visual of like what parts – because like some for me were like completely full, like family. It's like my family and I are super yeah. tight. But like there were many like pieces like that were completely empty. Yeah. And so it's just like an easy visual of like – I know what you need to like get your. Shit I am like kind of dying to do Tony Robbins because the document. Did you see the documentary? Yet? I still haven't seen the documentary. Oh my yet. god, have you watched it, Christina? The Tony Robbins documentary is unreal. There's some like really like you know if you have judgments about it, you're gonna find some negative information in there that's gonna confirm your judgments. Like there's this weird scene where Tony is talking to this woman, um, and it's obvious what it's obvious what the point behind this exercise is is that she's talking about this relationship she's not in and. And she's in and that it's not really she's not really serving the relationship. And so therefore, like she's not giving her partner what he needs as a person. And so he's like, pull out your phone right now. And he makes her get on speakerphone in front of like 4000 people and dump her boyfriend. And it's wild. Oh, my Um, God. And like, it's interesting because it is ultimately she did do the right thing. She let someone free that she was holding back. But it's also like is that the right thing to dump someone in front of all these people? But there's amazing shit. He helped this woman who grew up in the children of God church. You know what that is? No. It's like basically a sex cult. And like oh, they God. all look at like starting at age like six years old, like you are considered to be like a sexual being. Joaquin Phoenix's family was in it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. And it's like, like this learning. woman said that like, you know, she grew up, she's like, I grew up with a Jesus that wanted to fuck me. And like, all of the women in this cult are just like dead inside because like they've been sexually active in ways that they don't understand since childhood. Yeah. And oh my God. I'm like, oh I think there's God. a documentary about it, but I can't, I can't remember. Oh my God. I mean, when I did Tony Robbins, like anybody wants to judge it, like Oprah was in the audience. Like Oprah was doing the seminar. Yeah. Like, and I was like, holy shit, it's Oprah. Like, you know, cause it was crazy. So it wasn't like, he coaches a bunch of like actors and like Hugh Jackman's like a big fan, but it's like, listen, Julianne Hough and uh, Derek Hough were in the documentary. Oh yeah. Fucking Derek Hough like loves him. They like travel around and it's like, I love the house. I'm like a huge dance with the stars. Like I dork. had an ex though that followed Tony. Ro- he spent a hundred thousand dollars spending Tony Robbins around the country. And like, you know, he's like a, I guess he's happy with his life or something, but I, I also am like, that's a lot of, it's wow. a lot of something. You know what I mean? It's a lot of connecting. I think that it's good. Some people just doesn't mean you're a lost person, but I think some people are really lost and really need that guidance. Yeah. There are a lot of crucial cu- questions come up that you would have never asked. There's a workshop I've wanted to do in LA for years. It's called the Queen's Workshop, and it used to be called Celebrating Men, Satisfying Women, and it basically like teaches you how to manipulate men. Um, that sounds amazing. I've wanted to do that forever, and um, if you want to do that with me, I would die. It's oh like, my God, absolutely. It's definitely like a grand, but you go to you stay at a hotel right by LAX, and like it's a three-day oh. seminar, and they basically like teach you how to talk to men so that you can get what you want out of them i love this celebrating men but you're satisfying the women damn what so yeah yeah. oh my god yes i'm so in so i've been wanting to do that for years and by the way i said to someone once this was like so embarrassing i said to another writer once like 
oh, like I really want to do this workshop just like out of pure interest, like almost like a journalistic, like weird thing where I just wanted to go and see it. She wound up like telling the whole room, like Molly McLear can't meet a guy. So she's going to go to this workshop. Maybe we should follow her there. I was like mortified. I was like, please don't misunderstand me. That's like mortifying. I was like so embarrassed. I like called like four friends after and I was like, you know, I'm not just like trying to meet a guy, right? Like I like want to learn how to manipulate men. Um, but yeah, so I definitely would say like maybe check out a seminar or something like that. Spend some time doing some help, self-help stuff. Um, but uh, do you like a class you've always wanted to do? Like me, like do like ball. I know that sounds like because I'm obsessed with like Derek Cuff, and but it's like when I was really depressed, my mom made me do like ballroom dancing, mm-hmm. and it like really helped me because not only am I like interacting with a guy, like it's normally some like old you know gay guy, but it's like that's like my dream husband. Um, <laughs> but it's like I don't know it gets you moving, you get to like work out in heels, you learn how to dance, or do like something that. I know you've always like wanted to learn how to do. I mean, you live in such an awesome town. Yeah. You're debt free. You're about to start a new career. I mean, your life sounds awesome. You sound girl. like a Catherine Heigl movie, but when everyone's still liked her, you know, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. or like a Sandra Bullock before she turned like Asian, you know, like yeah. I feel like so you're at the crazy. peak. That's crazy. Okay. So we're, this is wonderful. Annabelle, thank you so fucking much for being here. I'm thank so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I was honored. Like I, like told my mom, I was like, I'm on this podcast. Like, I was so excited. This is like, you such are an honor welcome for me. to come here anytime. So I would love to hang out with you. And let's, yeah, let's be friends. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, they can find me. My blog is Adderall and Compliments. Great and I name. do uh thank you so much. It's like my favorite foods. Um <laughs> and I do like funny reality show recaps, and then my podcast is the same name, Adderall and Compliments, and I just talk about pop culture and embarrassing stories and that's awesome. I'm so excited to go listen to that. Thank you so much for being here today, Annabelle. You were awesome. Thank you for having me. You have like Barbra Streisand nails. <gasps> thank you so much. I'm so embarrassed that they're like so grown out right now. It's like. Oh, no. They look thank good. Thank you so they much. Oh. They are. They're almost like Kylie-esque even. It's just like good shape, nice length. I'm impressed oh. that people when people can keep those up. It's a good job. Well, I mean, not doing anything is very, you know. You do have very have soft hands. <laughs> Alarmingly soft hands. Do you have a house cleaner? Like who does, who like cleans your house? Uh, yes, I have an amazing house cleaner named um, Monica House Cleaner in my phone. I don't know her last name. <laughs> um, but uh, she's fantastic. And she comes like once a month, uh, mainly because my parents are like, please have her come before I get before, in. Yeah. Trust they really come and see you that much? Yeah, I mean, my parents come, like, I am, I'm one of those people who's like weirdly obsessed with their parents. Like, yeah, where no, my that's mom great. will come, like, stay for two weeks with me. And then my dad will stay for, like, I have a guest room, so it's like less weird. Your life is so fancy. I'm so jealous. Um, well, Annabelle, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Christina, for everything always. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, you guys. Thanks. Thank you guys for your amazing calls. And I will talk to you next week.